0: Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is July 25th, 2023. Hopefully, this episode finds you well, in good spirits, and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this, This Tuesday went pretty good. Overall, just, uh, pretty standard action. Uh, let's see here, but Food Corner from last night, let's see, I made blueberry waffles for the first time, which, I mean, hey, that's not too crazy, that's not too wild, and I used a mix, so I know, I know, did you really make anything, but, um, I was just, you know, I was curious how, you know, the blueberries are gonna go in the waffle maker, so, you know, I, I did a little bit of a two and two. I would put whole ass blueberries in there, which I, I wasn't the greatest. I, I, I got to say, too, that I um, kind of stretched the batter a little bit, which kind of made it so I had like one good waffle and like two like thin waffles. But overall, they were they were good. So I, I put in whole berries in there. And then I also tried to crush some of them up and then like put a little sugar and then I put that in. Which I think was kind of key, and I think if you know if I do it again, I'm definitely gonna try to maybe focus more on doing that, making like a big like kind of like a goopy compote thing. I'm probably using the wrong word or whatever, but um, yeah, throwing that in there and then running that. But overall, it was yummy. I did enjoy it. Also, I made fries, bacon, chicken, and toast, and I also did like this like little hot honey action with, uh, you know, the little sauce that I put on the, you know, the protein, then the fries, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's the food corner. No, we ate. We ate pretty good yesterday. I enjoyed that. It was a tasty little meal. Uh, I will say though, I had a moment where the blueberries like did kind of burn and scorch because i didn't like re-stick non-stick the the, the waffle maker and i was like shit and literally i just like see this like goopy like hot blueberry like i'm like I mean, at least it doesn't smell that bad <laughs> but yeah overall it was good uh you know enjoyed it all right uh let's see here let me go ahead and tee up and then we can get into some news Okay. From NPR. Wildfires in Greece prompt massive evacuations, leaving tourists in limbo. So, um, ruthless, or not ruthless, sorry. (laughs) Relentless wildfires in Greece are forcing tens of thousands of people To evacuate from the islands of Rhodes and Corfu. And leaving many tourists stranded at airports airports and makeshift shelters. The country is one of many in Europe that's been battling a heat wave since mid-July. With temperatures on some islands climbing above 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Scores of wildfires have broken out across Greece in the past week stoked by dry conditions and possibly arson as some corfu officials have claimed so obviously this is really devastating to the area uh it seems to be a lot of like tourist attractions you know like not tourist attractions i'm sorry like tourist destinations i should say like hotel areas so a lot of tourists and just locals of said area have had to evacuate as well as like wildlife Like, really sad, like, seeing, like, some pictures of, like, deer, like, just trying to, like, flee for their safety. And, like, you know, even the animals are, like, dealing with the wreckage of this shit. But, I mean, it it really is, like, something that I think we all have to start looking at as, like, kind of a normality, which is really fucked up and sad. Like, but as I was driving to work, I'm still dealing with what I believe is, like, Canadian fog smog like oh also this is a tangent i'm sorry but i gotta i gotta talk about this i gotta vent i gotta vent i was talking with, with someone and this is no disrespect i mean i'm gonna I'm try not to be disrespectful here <laughs> but they were they were like yo yo that canadian smoke i don't believe it i'm like what do you mean like they were like yo you're telling me that the fires from canada is bringing all that smoke here but i got i know a person who's been in canada and they're like there's no fires around me and i'm like i was gu- i was dumbstruck I, I didn't know what to say and i, I find myself in this situation like a, a, more times than i'd like to admit And and maybe some people can pounce on me for this because they're like, well, Isaiah, you know, better, you know, what's right. You should like, you know, correct that behavior. You should talk about that. You should confront that. No, because I'm not a debate lord. I'm just not. This is just not my style. It's not my energy. And look, I might literally hear you out and know that, like, yo, I do not agree with you at all but I'm gonna let you cook. I'm gonna let you cook the whole recipe because I'm not eating it. That's not my bullshit. Like, I know that a scientist is telling me this shit. I also know that just because there's a lot of fires in a country, like, and I, and I did try to counter with like, hey, Canada is like a big area. <laughs> I kind of laughed. But um, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Believe what you want to believe, I guess, or whatever. But Man, this the situation with Greece is, is very similar, where it's like, okay, in this area, it's very bad. It's very fucked up. But I was listening to the BBC News, and they're like, yeah, there's still people, though, coming to Greece. And I was like, that's so crazy. That's so headass. And... But they broke it down that it's like, well, at the same time, this is just in these islands, these areas like there's other parts of Greece and northern Greece. That's fine to visit, you know. So if you had business there, if you were doing stuff there, that's a OK. And there's areas like Athens that are taking precautions. But overall, they're fine. So like there's obviously areas here that are a OK and good, but that doesn't take away from the fact that this is a very devastating Damaging event that is affecting Greece as a whole. Like it's very important to try to deal with this. These wildfires are ongoing. So I I, I don't know. The, the, this story just had me thinking, and I I feel like I've been lacking on it because I've been hearing about it since uh, last week. So I was like, hey, let's let's at least mention it. Let's talk about it. Let's put it on the feed. Uh, I mean, there's more here. There's more pictures. Uh, definitely, you know, recommend you you know looking at. Oh, I see a little poor deer in the smoulders um and a bunch of families at like gyms and shit but um yeah man i i do think this is gonna be the new norm you're just yeah we're just gonna be fighting fires until the whole world is on fire and literally the seas are boiling <laughs> and we'll just be begging for like the cold embrace of winter Ugh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay all right let's move along <laughs> um from the associated press A judge blocks limits on asylum at U.S.-Mexico border, but gives Biden administration time to appeal. So, I mean, here we are, back at the border yet again. Um, we're not talking about fucking murder buoys in the Rio Grande. Instead, we are talking, yet again, about uh, Biden's shitty policy. And honestly, I'm glad that a judge, and yes, this is an Obama judge, is like, no, this is fucking bullshit. Go back to the drawing board and fucking rework this. Uh, It does, you know, they can appeal the Biden administration, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. A federal judge on Tuesday blocked a rule that allows immigration authorities to deny asylum to migrants who arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border without first applying online or seeking protection in a country they pass through. But the judge delayed his ruling from taking effect immediately to give President Joe Biden, uh, his administration, time to appeal. And this is Judge John Tigar of the northern district of california um now this is a, a big deal this is a big rock to the biden administration this was kind of them meeting in the middle saying hey we're coming up with a liberal idea And uh, this is going to fix the problem at the border, which is a big problem. You're losing a lot on this in in terms of like the conversation, you know, at large and, you know, amongst America, especially as we're moving closer and closer, ever closer to another election in 2024. These are things you want to nail down. And like I said in the previous episode, despite how draconian I feel it is, even with it, it, you know, involves a cell phone. This has been working, at least in the onset. 100,000 people, I believe, it's reduction, it, you know, have been less at the border. So it's like, you know, the Biden administration kind of count that as a dub, even though, you know, Greg Wheels Abbott is going to be like, ah, no, we need these buoys. We need more, more. <laughs> so um, I'm glad that this is getting, you know, forced to be reworked. Uh, what is it? Advocates, uh, you know, human rights advocates have saying, you know, hey, this is good. This is a good thing. Um, let's see here. I did want to read a quote. Yeah. Immigrant rights groups that sued over the rule applauded the judge's decision. The promise of America is to serve as a beacon of freedom and hope. And the administration can and should do better to fulfill this promise rather than perpetuate cruel and ineffective policies that portray it. And this was um, from the ACLU attorney Katrina Elland who argued the case and said in a statement. Um, So, I mean, we've kind of gone over it. I really don't want to, like, you know, rehash it. But essentially, you know, Biden had, you know, this policy set up. But in terms of how it actually went out in practice, you know, you know, multiple, you know, uh, news publications, whatever, went out and tried to talk to people and they're like, how is this going? How is this, you know, app, the CBP1 app, how how has it been working for you? It's like terrible. Like uh, most days we try to get on and we can't, like we can't even literally get access. There's only so many people who can get access. Not to mention too, you need a sponsor for the asylum to work. You also need to remain in like a place that you could stay at before you even get to the border so it it just led it still leads a lot of people to just being like no fuck it dude we're just gonna cross like we need to get through we can't stay even where we're at we're staying in like juarez mexico we can't stay here this isn't safe so i i do feel like this is a good kind of setback hopefully the administration can come up with something better i don't care if it loses you points Um, you're gonna lose points anyway. Like at the end of the day, conservatives are still gonna say Biden is not doing enough to stop the problem at the border. So like (laughs) you might as well do the right thing. Do the fucking right thing. Like I feel like this is something that's such a low bar for Joe to do and he just doesn't want to do it. Um I don't know. (laughs) I don't think that even the next thing they come up with is gonna be any fucking better. But um yeah, shout out to this judge for at least doing the right thing, I guess. You know what I mean? Good old Obama judge. <laughs> um, Because yeah, at the end of the day, this is just like Trump's policy reworked. And even though Trump bashed it, like Joe Biden said, uh, yeah, pass me the rock. I guess I'll just do the same thing. Uh, all right. Whatever, whatever, whatever. This is definitely good news we're about to cover. So yeah, yay. we love to see it. But I I will asterisk of, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, From the Associated Press. UPS UPS reaches tentative contract with 340,000 unionized workers potentially dodging calamitous strike. So this is potentially good news for uh, package enjoyers. Potentially, you know, your shit's gonna keep on coming on demand when it's supposed to. So that's a dub, right? But more importantly to me, you know, I mean, not that I don't have a package or two coming, you know, every once in a while. Uh, the workers are hopefully gonna get theirs, but I don't know I, i'm 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 holding my breath almost, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm just like toxic brain rot online and I'm just like on too much Twitter or too much twitch TV. I don't fucking know. but um UPS has reached a tentative contract with its three hundred and forty thousand person union, potentially averting a strike. That threatened to disrupt package deliveries for millions of businesses and households nationwide. Um, let's see, I want to kind of get into like kind of the skinny of it. Uh, under the tentative agreement, which still needs union members' approval, full and part-time union workers will get a two dollars and seventy-five cent uh, more per hour this year, and then seven dollars and fifty cents more over the duration of a five-year contract. The agreement also includes a provision to increase starting pay for part-time workers whom the unions say are the most at risk of exploitation. Uh, it goes from $16.20 per hour to $21 per hour. The average pay for part-time workers has um, had been at $20. So I think this is overall all great. It's all good. But my potential thought is when people go to vote because i believe you can vote in 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 august about it that maybe that it's just not enough you know what i mean that this is a good deal it does read as a good deal but like in five years 10 years is it gonna feel like this is a good deal you know what i mean and i think it goes back to the heart of kind of where this started yeah it's august 3rd to um august 22nd is the voting for the new contract but the, you know, the last, um, contract that was forced on them, essentially they got to see all the growth from UPS, essentially 140% profit growth, but then they looked at their paychecks and they're like, where is it for us? Not to mention there's UPS drivers like dying, or at least, you know, delivery drivers dying, you know, due to like lack of like proper, you know, what I want to say, like air conditioning. And obviously it's very hard to air condition a ups or any kind of delivery unit—it's got the door open all that kind of shit but it's like motherfucker find a way because people are passing out and dying like you gotta make sure that one this is safe for them to do but then two that they're getting compensated for this work that is essential and very dangerous as we just talked about the world is just getting hotter and hotter and hotter you know because we don't want to do anything to stop that so it's like motherfucker pay us at least you got to do it. you at least got to motherfucking pay That you know so we will see how um the union employees vote but overall this is a good thing because at the end of the day this deal was at least good enough that um we could sit down at the table and say this reads well and um that's that's good and these trying times i'll fucking take it this is a w now um you know i'll keep you posted on whatever else comes down the pipe from here um, as well as, you know, the, um, SAG-AFTRA and, you know, the writer strike, you know, I'm trying to do the bit about that shit, uh, as well as the hotel work strike, there's a lot of fucking shit going on, it's a very active time to protest, and we, you know, we do love to see it in the sense of, like, hey, people fighting for what's right, people fighting for their rights, so, hell yeah, all right, we are at the end, we got one more story to cover for the day, and I'll let you go, and I know, I'm, I'm sorry, we're coming back, we're circling the wagons yet again to this story, but I gotta talk about it, um, this, this is like the third, third chapter, <laughs> the third act of this story, but uh, yeah, let me decompress and then we'll get to it. Yummy. Alright. From Ooh, NBC News. I almost forgot what that peacock meant. <laughs> there was no kidnapping. Carly Russell apologizes after admitting hoax. So, I mean it's official. It's on wax. She said it. She made it up. It's fiction. <laughs> Excuse me. Carly Russell admitted she did not see a toddler wandering on the side of the highway and lied about being kidnapped in a hoax that set off a nationwide effort to find her, an attorney for the Alabama woman said on Monday. So, I mean, obviously you hate to see it. I mentioned this before. Like, it is one of those things where it is so hard to get a spotlight on missing black women. You know, missing black women and girls. And the fact that, like, such an effort was mobilized for Carly Russell here because it's like, what the fuck? This is a crazy ass fucking story. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, let's let's fucking circle. Like, let's find her. And two days later, she just walks on back. And it's like, yeah, so uh, this gumpy Ed Sheeran trucker fucking kidnapped me. <laughs> And it's like that wasn't real. You made that up. For what reason we do not know. Like, you know, we talked about the tweets. Um uh, but that doesn't help. That doesn't give me anything. I don't know. Like, there's nothing here. All all we have now is like a sorry. Now, um, there is talk of potential charges. So I mean, as much as I want to say, oh, this is it, we're done. Like, yeah, she said it, let's close the chapter. Now we have to go into maybe the phase of like, well, are we going to prosecute her? Because people did actually hit the streets. This is a real fucking thing. We thought you were really gone. And it's like, uh, you, but you weren't. You, you, you made it up. So now this is a new thing, potentially. So I believe police are going to talk to her um, in the near future. Um, But like, well, we'll see. Let's see here. There's something else I wanted to talk about. Russell's ex-boyfriend now. Tamar Latrell Simmons said in a Facebook post Monday that he was blindsided and that he and his family reacted with genuine concern. He thanked volunteers and others who offered their support. Excuse me. Now I saw this last week in terms of like on the New York Post, but y'all know how I feel about the New York Post. I don't want to trust that. This is all up in the air ass shit. But, I mean, at the same time, like i would cover the story again the same way at the end of the day i want to cover the news as it comes the best of my ability and that being said this is still a relevant ass fucking story you know what i mean like but it it bums me out it bums me out to no end because why do this there's no reason you you only stand to lose here like And maybe we're going to get into the the, the meat of it and it's going to be like a mental health thing or something. I don't know. Maybe she was distraught about X, Y thing. I don't fucking know. But it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because it's going to give people potential that hesitation when they see another story about another black girl, about another black woman. It's like, is this real? Is this this another Carly Russell? And like, there's too many of that to 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 do that i I don't read numbers y'all know i fucking hate numbers but i am going to close out with a number here uh from this article more than thirty thousand black people in the u.s remain missing at the end of 2022 according to the most recent data from the national crime information center half of those cases were missing black women and girls so at the end of the day this carly russell thing she did it for whatever fucking reason whatever but at the end of the day, there are real people out there who are gone, who are missing, whose families who are looking for them. Those motherfuckers matter. Those people matter. I'm sorry like I like I, I I'm trying to bring as much levity as I can to this shit, but really deep down the shit fucks with me because like it's already hard enough to make it in this world be you know just having a different color of skin and the idea that like there's potentially now some like social reason to like excuse like oh yeah well i don't really need to worry but it's just another carly russell that upsets me that bums me out so we'll end on that note sadly Uh, it is what it is um (laughs) let's see here let's 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 do the thing we got to do we got to do the clothes out we got to do the shill mode uh, Patreon.com, says so Isaiah News. If you'd like to support financially, I'd really appreciate it. Um, you become a newsie and, uh, you know, shout you out at the top of the month. And then I also, you know, plug whatever project, thing you'd like. Also, feedback, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And then I'm on all of the socials. I appreciate all the follows on all of them things. Uh, Most importantly, if you could, if you could, would you kindly subscribe to my YouTube? Uh, That helps out a ton. Uh, I I think it is actually at Isaiah News is like probably the quickest way to find it. But I'm pretty sure it's a pretty Google thing. But I'm trying to get to a thousand. That's like how you get monetized, at least for you know every click. I don't get a lot of clicks on there, but every once in a while I do. Uh, that being said, if you're listening on Spotify, you're dope. I love that. You're giving me money right there, uh, or any of the others. I'm pretty sure you're just giving me money by listening to a little ad roll that happens every once in a while or all the time. Thank you. You're the best. I, I can't stress enough I, I just appreciate you listening that's dope that's so fucking cool that like breaks my frame every time i see the number go up i go wow <laughs> okay all right um i've cheered myself up i thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much um thank you so much for being a friend thank you so much for tuning in and hopefully i see you soon for some more good news i love you Bye bye you <laughs>